Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, what's happening, everybody? I just wanted to drop in and leave a quick little note for you, a little bit of some house cleaning. Uh, the episodes you're about to listen to on the Attributes of God series, uh, I just want to bring a couple things up really quick, uh, mainly because these were recorded long in advance, and some things have changed, um, at least for me. So the first thing I want to bring up is, obviously, you've seen me talking about it. I've done a few lives. There's a couple IGTVs on it. Is the partnership with Logos Bible Software. So... If you're interested, I've had a few people DM me already. Make sure you check out logos.com forward slash undying light, one word, and get yourself a copy of this software. There's some great bundles going on. If you're new to Logos, you'll get some extra books included when you subscribe to the software. Um, you could get the free version, um, and then they can go up in there in price, but you can pick from all the different denominations that I talked about in the lives and you guys can get yourself some fantastic software I absolutely love this stuff uh, so make sure you check that out logos.com forward slash undying light that promo is going to be going on for a while so don't don't miss out I don't know when it's going to end but get in and get on it because you won't regret it even if you're not in ministry or seminary if you're just a lay person it's a great tool to keep all of your you know, if you're your biblical life organized, you've got Bible commentaries, you can put notes, you can do exegete on scriptures, and you can highlight and write notes on those. It's fantastic. It gives you the ability for so much out there. So make sure you check that out. The second thing I want to check up on, uh, and kind of a, 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 at least say here, I don't normally talk about it very often, but if you do listen to this, um, and you haven't already, please go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, whatever platform you're on. Please subscribe. Share this with other people because the point of this ministry is to get this out to the world. I love nothing more than to see people sharing these episodes on Instagram, Facebook, tagging me, and letting me know that you are going forward sharing this message. Uh, that means so much to me. If you do subscribe and you haven't already, please leave a review um, on iTunes. 
that garners attention. It gets me moved up in the rankings and it gets more visibility to what I'm trying to get accomplished. And that's just getting the word of God out there and making it simplified so that people can hear it, listen and understand it. Uh, so please go and subscribe, leave a review and share this with it as often as you can with as many people as you can. I had somebody actually tag me today in a post. Uh, I was blown away. It normally doesn't happen very often, so it was really cool to see uh, that people were tagging me. So make sure you do that. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, the second, well, technically third thing now, is if you do want to uh, find other means to support this ministry, you can become a patron. As low as a dollar a month gets you in on all the things that I'm doing for my patrons. It's uh, You could... The link is in my bio if you have questions, DM me. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, gets you full access to everything that I do. Uh, we do bi-weekly Bible studies. We're going through the Gospel of Mark right now. We're getting into the meat of Chapter 3, and uh, that will actually be this coming Sunday. So after this, this will air Friday, so then Sunday um, we will be doing Mark Chapter... I, we're like right in the middle of Mark 3. So... We do that every couple of weeks. Uh, I also you get early access to the podcast, usually Monday mornings, uh, for the upcoming week. Uh, and then I'm actually going to start doing, uh, giving access to like my scripture notes and my seminary uh, work and things like that that I'm writing papers on, so people can see uh, kind of the things that I'm doing and the work that I'm putting out. Um, so I really want to make sure that everybody who does contribute to this ministry, I pay back. Uh, there will be some exclusive merchandise that goes through uh, the patron channel as well. So if you're interested in that, that's a, a possibility. So, so much is available to that and it all comes for as little as a dollar a month. So those three things, logos, subscribe, review, and patron. Those are my biggest three things I've got. I just wanted to come up and remind you um, on this episode and next week's episode. So please uh, just uh, help drive this ministry forward as I'm pushing forward through all of the you know, things that life throws at you. So guys, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you listening to this. I hope you're edified by this episode. You know, Send me DMs. Send me what you really enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy. Leave me feedback. Please you know, crit critique, criticize, whatever it is. I want to know how I can get better for you as the listener. What can I do to help, you know, enhance your listening experience? So that's it for me, guys. Now on to the episode. And good morning and welcome to another episode of Undying Light. I am your host, Alex, otherwise known as Reformed Lifestyle on Instagram, otherwise known as, well, that's really it. That's it. I think by the time this gets published, I may or may not have changed my name, haven't decided yet. It's been a talk for me for a while, actually, as I do some, uh, you know, uh, spring cleaning. Actually, now we're into July, so summer cleaning. Um tightening down the hatches and focusing on things that are important to me in life. And, you know, so potential name change has been on my heart for a while. For Instagram, I've put up polls to decide whether or not I'm going to change it. I haven't decided yet. So still batting that one around. And why I say that here, 
I really don't know. I guess that's what you get when you get woken up at 3 in the morning. And you lay in bed and you wonder why, Lord, I have not slept all week. And you decide that after about an hour of struggling with sleep, you're just going to wake up and go and record a podcast episode or two. I've got plenty of time this morning before I have to be at work. So I potentially could finish out my schedule today, except for the grand finale episode in this particular series. So uh, I, I really don't know why, why I'm awake at three in the morning, but I prayed and you know, I tried to calm myself and, uh, you know, go back to sleep and just try to work this through and say, you know, Lord, if this be your will, then I will be awake. And it just was weird because at 3.30 in the morning, I hear a dog bark, like, really close to my window. And sure enough, there's a person walking their dog at 3.30 in the morning. Not uncommon for where I live. I live in the suburbs. But it just... And it was that, plus the traffic that goes past our bedroom window, plus birds started chirping at 3.45, the the morning songbirds. And so it just felt that I needed to wake up, come down and record an episode or two, and then kind of just ramble on for a few minutes before the episode starts. So here I am. I've done this before. Uh, Actually, the first episode that I kicked off in this attribute series, I believe, was recorded about 3.30 in the morning. So... Uh, I got a long history, it seems, of late, waking up at weird times and knocking out some episodes. So, here's where we've gone, and as I kind of finish out this particular series, you know, we're going to obviously do a, um, a, a few more episodes, but uh, as I record this, it is the 19th of June which means um, today an episode is going to release. And uh, then I've got a few more um, sitting in my bank of episodes. So June 19th is The Simplicity of God, followed by June 26th, um, which is The Mercy of God with a special guest. You'll know that because this episode will release well after that one. June, July 3rd will be another episode on God's love with another special guest. And then I do three episodes solo with God's holiness. Uh, today's episode is going to look at God's self-existent or acidity. Uh, and then the following week will be God's perfection. And then I'm going to uh, round out with a recap. Uh, we're just going to talk about all the attributes and... Um, I will have a special guest for that one as well. And so we're just going to, you know, kind of go through some stuff and things that we kind of highlighted on this show and just kind of, you know, have an easy kind of free for all discussion and really kind of see what rabbit hole we can possibly go down. So uh, that rounds out the um, attributes series and uh, I'm going to make a post um, today as I record this and in that I will um, kind of highlight these remaining episodes so uh, and then every Friday I'm going to reproduce that um, so people can kind of keep up with it and then uh, I was thinking as I'm starting to 
do the preliminary research for the next series. Uh, I'm actually going to be uh, starting here, hopefully doing uh, actual digging and planning into that um, in, in early July because i got to get some of these episodes recorded as well. Um, doing the eschatological series, eschatology, and we're going to look at the end times, and we're going to go through a whole long series on that. I'm very excited. Honestly, I think it might be one of the reasons I can't sleep, because I want to, you know, um, focus on getting this content recorded so I can focus on that study. Uh, I have not ever really studied it beyond some very simple spur of the moment conversations with people. So I'm very excited to take the opportunity to uh, get into this series. Um, and I have, uh, I will let the cat out of the bag early because by the time this airs, um, this will probably already be out of the bag, but I have invited the gentleman from, uh, Bible dingers to come on this show. They are going to pick um, their f- kind of f- favorite topic, if you would, or you know, based upon my schedule. And uh, they will join me for a particular episode, and we're going to talk some in time stuff. And um, might be a filler kind of episode because we could go all over the the board. Um, I don't know if we're going to really have one particular focused idea, but uh, so we'll see. I, you know, I don't really know at this point. But I do know I've invited them on because they invited me on their show and uh, we talked about Ezekiel and um, I, I, I just, we wrapped up recording with that um, just a little under a week ago and I'll tell you, those guys are amazing. They are extremely smart, very prepared. Um, they are uh, great guys. So I really encourage you, if you have 45 extra minutes in your podcast world, grab their show and listen to it. They are funny. They are lighthearted, but they are very, very smart. And um, they really uh, explain their show uh, very well. So what they've done thus far is take every book of the Bible, and they're going through that currently in the Old Testament, and they're explaining, um, you know, the each book. And they take it down by section. They take it down by authorship, date, all this stuff, and they go chapter by chapter, theme, and, you know, cover the theme, kind of explain what is going on, and uh, it's there's a lot of really, really good information to unpack in there. So, like I said, um, the shows are kind of span anywhere between 30 and 45 minutes. Um, some, I think, were a little bit longer. I think we recorded right up to about an hour. Ezekiel's a big book and a lot of complicated uh, material in there, so... Please check them out. They are amazing. Also, um, by the time this airs, we'll have wrapped up, obviously, June's uh, Matter of Truth episodes. This will air. We will have our first episode in July wrapped up. Um, So Anthony and I are very gracious for you to listen to that as well. We've gotten a ton of great feedback, and we love you guys so much. You are so dear to us. And, um, so I have a few people who have submitted voice questions to the, um, undying light ministries email. And I just want you to know that you are not forgotten. I've got a few of them. We 
kind of went into a topic early in June that we wanted to make sure we got recorded. And now we're going to get back to the Q&A style. Um, and, and like I said, when we first started talking about this, it was kind of all over the board with, you know, topics and themes. And so what we decided to do is just really make it kind of an open platform. We'll talk about a particular topic or we might get a host or, uh, I'm sorry, a guest on and we'll talk about... Um, you know, their experience within this situation and just really make it, you know, um, light, engaging, and uh, and just kind of unpack a particular topic from that. So that's what we did with the June 15th episode. We had David who came on and explained his experience from leaving the uh, Rick Warren uh, seeker-sensitive um, church, and uh, we talked about his theology and how he's, you know, learning and growing each day. And uh, so that's a great episode. Um, it's a lot of really good information in there. I encourage you to listen to it. And so again, please continue submitting questions via voice. You can DM me. You can DM Anthony. Uh, speak gospel truth, or you can uh, email them to me. My uh, information's on my. Instagram, it's in the show notes, it's it's in quite a few places, or just DM me and I'll point you there. So, But uh, we, what we really enjoy doing is taking your voice question, we snap that into the episode, and we answer you, just like you would be on the call with us. So um, I've got a few lined up that we're going to tackle. Um, as a, uh, We haven't recorded the end of June yet, but um, this will probably happen within the next few days. And we will um, probably hopefully knock out a couple that we have saved, but the end of June and the early July episode will be focused solely on those questions. So, but continue doing that because we really appreciate it. And that is kind of the premise to our show is, is you submitting questions and us just kind of talking about them from a pastoral standpoint, from a layman standpoint, from just, you know, a casual Christian, how do we engage all of these different things that are going on in the world, because as I record this, there is a ton of stuff. And I, you know, just had a conversation with my wife about a half hour ago before I came down because I'm, you know, smart move by me woke her up and I'm, she's just like, why are you awake? I'm like, I don't know. And we're kind of going through some stuff. And she's like, do you think it's the things going on in the economy and society? And I said, I don't really know. I don't really think so. I mean, that stuff doesn't necessarily trouble me as much as um, things in my own ministry do. And by my own ministry, I mean my podcast, my webpage, my Instagram ministry, the churches I preach at, things like that. Things that have, that I have direct control over um, are things that impact me very closely. And so, um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Um, that's where we're at today, as I record this at 4.45. It's weird because, like I said, as we kicked this off a few minutes ago, um, I just was laying in bed at 3 in the morning, and then I came down about a half hour ago and decided I'm going to record. So I brought up some notes, and we're going to talk about how God is self-existing or the acidity of God. And uh, so I was, I did, you know, I've had some stuff up on my screen and been kind of, peeking at it for a while and I'm like you know I really need time 
to get these last couple of episodes recorded because they're just me solo episodes. And, um, and then I can pencil in my grand finale with my special guest. And, uh, I don't want to necessarily take time away from my, my wife and my daughter because we've enjoyed our evenings together where we can go for walks and spend family time together. And, um, you know, go ahead and make fun of me now, but my wife and I, um, recently got hooked on an older show. Um, and so we've been, you know, when we can, we pencil in an episode or two in the evenings. So my wife and I are slow TV bingers. It took us probably two years or more to go through eight seasons of Monk. And, uh, so if that tells you, you know, anything, we don't binge watch TV. Like most people, we, you know, one episode, maybe two, if we have the time and then we'll go three or four days and then one episode and maybe two. And so that's kind of, that's our binge watching. So, you know, we, we try to put more emphasis on being present together and, and, you know, enjoying these beautifully warm days that we've had, uh, here in um, late May and early June. So. I digress. All right. So as I ramble, I don't want to take time away from the point and the topic on hand because that's why you guys listen to the show is to hear me talk. And I don't know why about (laughs) these attributes because as I said, this entire series, I didn't want to make them very academic. I didn't want to make them complex. I didn't want to make them like mind bending. Um, but here we are going through these attributes and discussing them. And I've had some amazing conversations with people and I've been so blessed that everybody I've asked to come on the show has been cordial enough to do so. And we've been able to record episodes at various times and, uh, and, and get these knocked out. You know, we started with Jason from daily reformation who came on and recorded the immutability of God, and that is going to have some impact on this particular topic. Uh, and then from there, it was just getting all sorts of people to come on um, from various Instagram pages to podcast hosts to some close friends. Um, I have been very blessed to um, have that opportunity to record with such amazing people. And so for those who do listen, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me. And I will make sure as we do the recap episode, everybody gets some recognition and a little bit more love. And I will point you to all of their pages in that particular episode. So as I record this, as long as time allows, I will actually finish my second recording in the same morning because these will debut within a week of each other. So, so the acidity of God, the self-existence, why do we need a God who is independently self-existing? Why do we need a God that is uncaused? Why do we need a God who is uncreated? Well, because if he was created, then something had to create him. That's a kind of a given, right? That's if we look in some people's, you know, the common default um, move by atheists or doubters, agnostics, even other world religions as well. Um, you know, God created the world, but who created God? Well, the answer is no one. 
because God is self-existing. And we see that example played out in scripture. And this is an interesting attribute because it's not one um, that is really um, unpacked for us very obviously at least some of the other attributes we can just go right to scripture and we can see it come to life and we can see through the through scripture these themes and the the nature and character of God played out this one is a bit different um, and it's kind of with goes hand in hand with the simplicity simplicity of God which debuted on June 19th how God's attributes kind of make up God. They are not individual pieces. They are not, um, you know, like one is God's arm, one is God's leg. You know, they are all of God and they are all equally God. So it's an attribute that we kind of have to start to understand as we unpack the meta narrative of scripture, which is this story arc, this overview of the entire Bible. And through that, we get to see this beautiful picture being painted of the nature of God. Who is this creator? Who is our Lord? Now we can look at certain pieces of text and we can understand, you know, uh, who is God and, and what does he represent and what does he mean to us? Um, but it's more, it, it's, it's kind of deeper than that, right? It's, it's taking that particular text and then unpacking that deeper, looking at connecting text, um, foreshadowing text, um, things like that. So, what we want to do is just simply look at this and uh, really take it at, I don't want to say a higher level because that's not fair to these particular attributes because some of these can get quite complex um, in terms of understanding them. Um, as I've mentioned, in terms of uh, good, <coughs> excuse me, good sources to read and good sources to follow along with. Um, uh, Matthew um, Barrett wrote a great book, None Greater, The Undomesticated Attributes of God. I've read that. It's a fantastic read. It's very explain explanatory um, on some of these harder to grasp attributes of God. So I would highly recommend that book if you're looking to further your understanding. Uh, A.W. Pink writes some great, um, has a great book and wrote some great content on various attributes that I have pulled from. Um, I also have A.W. Tozer's book, two books on the attributes of God. When I started going back through and looking at those to unpack, um, I they're good. I just didn't quite feel like Tozer's writings really fit my viewpoint in terms of how I wanted to explain them. Um, he has a lot of filler, but he write, he 
does a lot of comparatively type writing. He compares a lot of real world thinking to scripture. So, I mean, it's, he explains it, if you would, you know, to, um, for us to simply try to grasp these topics. So I'm not to say that they're poor. I think they're, they were written really well, but I read them early in my Christian walk and, and I really kind of absorbed them, uh, early on. But, um, I think now as I, at least for this particular series, they just didn't quite fit my, uh, platter. (laughs) if you want to leave it at that, I guess so, but they're good. So I would recommend them. You can get them on Amazon. You get actually all three of these for these books. Cause there's two from Tozer, but on Amazon. So I do recommend, especially recommend none greater. I think that was a uh, fantastic read. And, uh, Matthew really breaks down those attributes quite well. So let's get back to the topic the uncreated self-existing God. And we see this all throughout scripture. We see this in understanding who God is. It's, it leaves me speechless because it, how do you explain the unexplainable? How do you explain a God who was already there? A common question that, and, and this is, I, I'm sure you guys have list, as listeners have heard this, what was God doing before he created the world? Because let's put this into perspective of time, right? So we've, we've talked about God being infinite, which is God. Obviously, he's his eternal attribute. He's from uh, he he never was not present, and he has al- he has always been there. So we've expanded that into other attributes, but it, it really wants really boggles this our mind mentally to think well, what was God doing before he created us was he lonely did he want to just fill a gap was his heart yearning for something was he bored what was he doing and, and reason I kind of leave these questions with some dead space here because I want you to think about it I want you to kind of answer that to yourself. And interestingly enough, I I wouldn't be shocked if, if you've been in a church and your pastor goes through attributes that this question comes up, you know, what was he doing and why did he do it? Now we can look at scripture and we can really answer the why in a semi-simplistic manner and say, to bring glory to God. That's why he created Adam and Eve. So that way he can be worshiped. Even through the fall in Genesis three, what we get is God being merciful as we've talked about and, um, God bringing 
redemption to his people through um, the sin that entered the world. God could have easily wiped out Adam and Eve. God could have easily wiped out creation and started fresh with a fresh table. And, you know, nothing would have, you know, nothing would have changed. God would have still been righteous. God still would have been just and holy and all of those attributes. And nothing and nobody could judge him. God could have created uh, a world and placed Adam and Eve in it without the tree. Uh, And uh, God could have easily removed any sort of temptation or any sort of manner to get to sin, to fall. And I heard an interesting analogy as I side note this bar that when we fell, it wasn't necessarily a falling away, but a following up. Let's think about that, right? Adam and Eve desired to know things like God. They wanted to be like God. And so they ate of the forbidden fruit and uh, they became knowledgeable in the ways of good and evil. And that was when sin entered the world. And so they were not satisfied with their created simpleness, if you would, you know, um, their ignorance to good and evil. They wanted to understand and know that. They wanted to be, as Satan puts it, like God. So that fall <clears throat> is kind of more of an upwards trajectory, right? They go from this base of not knowing and caring about good and evil to wanting to know about good and evil and wanting to be like God. And so it's an increase of knowledge. And so and that's kind of what man has always fallen short at, right? We see that in... Um, the Tower of Babel, where men wanted to reach heaven. Uh, We see that in society today where, you know, man wants to have all the information possible in regards to understanding ourselves, understanding why we're here, understanding God. We're always striving to learn more. And so, I... I say all this because the question still comes back to why, why did God create us and what are we doing here? And some pastors and some theologians have tackled this question in books. They've tackled it in papers and sermons and, you know, and have presented their arguments and, you know, this isn't going to be a, podcast episode where I go through and, you know, break all that down and denounce it. But this is an episode where we're going to look at that question. We're going to look at scripture here and we're going to, um, provide a very simple answer. Um, so why did God create us and did God need us to fill a gap? So I want you to, if you not are, are not already sitting down, sit down, Grab your armrests, put your headphones in, whatever you need to do, because here comes your answer. 
God does not need you. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need anything in this world. He doesn't need anything in this creation. He doesn't need anything at all. God is not a needy God. It's not that he was just bored, twiddling his thumbs, desperately lonely before he created the world. God is not desperate for any of that. He's not dependent for the world and for his existence, nor is he dependent on us to fill his happiness and self-fulfillment. Instead, he possesses life in of himself. More precisely, he is the fullness of life in and of himself. Now, I, I think that is an amazing thing to start wrapping our head around. He is life in and of himself. And so that is kind of our starting point for understanding this rather extensive topic. Again, I don't want to make these episodes long and deep and mind-bending and twisting, but this is a topic that we could spend a long time talking about. This is a topic that we can um, spend a, an exceedingly long time digging into and it's one that uh, really has theologians just <laughs> struggling to explain wrapping their head around how can we explain this and and in some cases maybe it's not even that maybe it's not our position to have an answer for these things what was God doing before why did God create all of this. But this attribute, this self-existing attribute, really is explained in of itself. For God to be God, he has to be uncreated. He has to be always existing. And so that really puts this, this mental, mind-bending thought, well, what was God doing before time? But let's kind of take it out of that type of context and let's place it into a different bucket. Let's look at our understanding of time and reality. And again, I'm not a, you know, a physicist or I'm not a, um, you know, a scientist that understands, you know, time and space and all that. But from what I have learned in my life and what I've learned in my studies, time obviously has a beginning and will have an end at some point in, in our creation we know that we were created now atheists want to go point to the big bang or a similar instance and say that was the point of creation they will say it's anywhere between 12 and 14 15 billion years ago that just out of nothing something happened which just mind boggles me how they can say out of nothing something there is no uh, you know, formation or, or anything. It just, just happened. Anyways, uh, that's a different topic in of itself. Christians love to go back to Genesis one, one. And we say in the beginning, which is the beginning of time, God created the heavens and the earth. So we have the 
um, the beginning, the starting point of time. We have the cause, which is God, and we have what happened that God created the heavens and the earth. So in this first verse of every Christian Bible, we are explained the very beginning, that it was God being the cause to create us, heavens and the earth. And then as we go into Genesis here, the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. So we see in this first day that God has created the heavens and the earth. He gives light. He gives darkness. He calls the first day good. So then we get into each particular day. Uh, we get into what God is creating in terms of the waters, the, the land, the trees, the vegetation, the plants yielding seeds, fruit. We get into the animals. We get into creating Adam. And we get into God's rest. So I love the creation story. I think it is the one thing that Christians can really go to and say, our God did not need anything to create him because he created everything. We get that in just this first chapter of Genesis, that God created everything. The heavens and the earth, everything. There is not even a beginning inkling to God being, being created or having the need to be created. And instead we get that God is the sole creator, which I think is just comforting. And it gives us answer to that question of, you know, who or what created God. And that is absolutely nothing. Cause again, if we had a God that was created or was assigned to us as a, you know, creator for us, it begs the question, then what created God? Should we serve a higher being than that? And the answer as a Christian is no. Now, if you get into Greek um, theology and you get into, you know, um, some of these other older world religions, you tend to get this kind of layered structure of deities. You get you know, the lesser gods that are created, you've got, especially in Greek, Greek is a fa fascinating um, style of theology because you've got, they, they go everywhere from gods that came to earth and, and um, wed, you know, husbands and wives and had children. And so you got demigods and you got, you know, full gods and then you've got created gods and then you've got kind of the hierarchy of the top created gods and then you got a level above them like zeus is you know uncreated and then he you know so it's interesting perspectives to really start getting into and then you get into like other like um roman theology where you've got uh, all of these different gods for every single thing and then you get into the other world religions where they worship everything individually as a god we don't have that in christianity we have the simplicity of the triune God, one being 
into three separate persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the simplicity of that is the foundation to Christianity. That God created, he spoke everything into existence. And we get God's Son, the spoken word, being given to us in the flesh. And then in John 14, we have God's spoken word turned to flesh, telling us that the Spirit of the Lord will be with us, the Helper, the Holy Spirit. And that is what John writes, to that Jesus says he will deliver, he will you know, ask the Father to give us this helper. And so we have this picture of the triune God as a very short <laughs> clip to the to the Trinity, but um but it's the you know concept that our uncreated God gives us the tools to worship him and gives us the ability to know why. And as we unpack scripture, we see that theme carried out over and over again. We see that God wanted to be worshipped. God wanted us to worship him and only him. And we see that as, especially in Genesis and Exodus, and then we get into, you know, the Israelites being the chosen people and God telling them, go into this land and uh, eradicate these people because they are pagans. They worship their own, you know, gods that they have self created. And God doesn't stand for that type of thing. Now in today's world, we have the plurality of various, um, you know, gods and everybody worships themselves and, you know, you get all this extra, you know, kind of junk, but in the beginnings of the world, when the population was low, God called out his people and set them aside and said, you will not be like the rest of the people in the world. They will do their thing. They will worship what they want, but I have called you to worship the one true God of creation. So, what we can start to understand is, is that all of these different people groups have created in their own selfish ambitions, their own gods, their own idols, uh, their own thing to worship, whether it's a statue of wood, whether it's, you know, uh, an idea of a God of, you know, fire or war or famine or whatever it may be. Um, you know, in some cultures, it's the God of death. I was actually watching a show um, on the Travel Channel. I, I like the host. His name's uh, Don w- Wilderman, I think. I forget his name off the top of my head. But he um, he did Mysteries at the Museum, which is probably one of the most popular, one of the more popular shows. Um, Don Wilderman, I think. Forgive me. I, I, I only just started watching him recently. But he, he's got a good show. It's on... Uh, it's called Buried Worlds, and he's going into all of these different, like, the the depths of the world in terms of, like, things that are kind of taboo topics. Um, 
the uh, one, the first episode was on vampires. And so it talked about how the world looks at, you know, outside of Christianity, uh, the understanding of, of vampires. And then this last one he, he did on voodoo, which was interesting because it, I never knew this because in voodoo, the premise of being a voodooist is to be possessed. It's, it's about, it's a religion about possession. And so they call out to the spirit world to engage with those particular spirits and to, um, become possessed. And they actually show some of these rituals on the show where a voodoo priest, you know, is doing a ritual and, and then he gets possessed by their God of the dead, their first you know, they say that this spirit was the first person in history to die. Therefore, he becomes the God of the dead. And so I, I was watching it actually just a few days ago. And I'm just like scratching my head because I'm thinking, I'm like, where do these people come up with this kind of stuff? I mean, now I know voodoo has been around for centuries. Um, it has its roots, you know, that go way back into like Haiti and uh, the island and uh, then they get then it gets exported into it's real popular in the south and here in the u.s and um, new orleans and louisiana um, and some of the other surrounding islands and that and it's got an interestingly deep history and it is all surrounding some very dark thoughts so but again, what we get is a religion in the eyes of the pagans that is a created religion. This stuff that they're engaging with is made up. It doesn't exist because they have had to create it. But when it comes to Christianity, we are told that that's not the case. We didn't make this up. God came to us and said I am the Lord your God you will be my people you did not create me I created you and and I and I find that to be comforting because now we have the ability to engage a world where everything is subjective now my truth is my own I will do as I please because I serve my own God. Whereas Christians can say and should say, I am created by a higher being. My God is not created. I serve the uncreated God of the universe. Therefore, I follow his commandments. Therefore, I serve him. So as I've... um, go through this particular topic um, and this episode is going to be a little bit longer than the traditional 45 minutes I'll try to keep it under an hour I want to go through some scripture and highlight some of these to try to explain it a little bit better hopefully kind of put some more context into what I've been talking about um, but again this is an amazing topic and I, and I really encourage you to explore it deeper on your own if you're interested in these particular attributes because uh, again, there's only so much we can talk about in a 45 minute to an hour podcast. There's only so much I can talk about in particular DMs without handing you a book and saying, here, go read this. Cause 
Um, these people who have written these books have uh, studied ex extensively on these particular topics and have written, you know, 20, 30, 50, 100 pages on a particular attribute or, you know, dedicated maybe a whole book to this particular attribute. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there's people who wrote their dissertation pages, papers on particular attributes. I mean, the, the, the content out there is endless. I mean, so you can get on all sorts of websites and pull up some great stuff, but in terms of time, you know, I'm only just scratching the surface. So some of the text uh, that really kind of jumps out at me in terms of how God is uncreating, we get a lot of this verbiage um, about in the beginning. What you know, So we see that in Genesis, and then we go to John 1, and we see that again here in John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, Jesus, was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything that made that was made. I'm going to repeat verse 3. All things were made through him, the spoken word, and without him was not anything made that was made. I think verse 3 really just puts the hammer in the coffin. Now let me explain it. So we have in the beginning the word, right? So let's go back to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So I'm going to go back here to Genesis as I have on my little computer screen here in front of me. And I'm going to kind of go back and forth on this because I really think verse 3 in John kind of explains the self-existing God probably better than almost any of these other verses I'm going to give you. So understanding the triune nature, as I said a little bit ago on the show, we have Christ, the spoken word. The word was with God at the beginning. So we know that before the beginning, the spoken word was with God. Now verse 3 basically just lays it all out on the table. All things were made through Christ, and without Christ was not anything made that was made. So without Christ, nothing has been made. Nothing that has been made cannot be made without Christ making it. So we get this kind of understanding that our God made all things and there is not a single thing that was made that wasn't made by God. There wasn't other gods created. There wasn't other peoples created. There wasn't, you know, um, other dimensions or other, you know, universes or anything like that that would explain how we came from nothing, you know, and going through that whole rabbit hole. But simply looking at it here, we see that all things were created through the spoken word in Christ, and that all things were made through him, and that there was not a single thing ever in the history of time and space that was made by something else. There was no other God that made anything else. There was no other person that made anything else. All things were made by Christ. 
So now what we can get into is some other text as God really delivers who he is. Isaiah 46, 9, For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. It's pretty, again, another nail in the coffin that our God is self-existing. There is nothing. There is no other power source. There is no other um, being out there that can contend with him. He simply says, I am God, and there is none like me. Now, in modern terms, you would be like, mic drop, God walks off the stage. Because that verse just hammers it home. But we've got a few more, and I love these. Exodus 3.14 is probably one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament. When Moses asked the Lord about his name, God replies, I am who I am. God is eternally self-existent being who always was and always will be. The acidity of God is related to his complete independence. God has no need. He is complete in and of himself and always has been. God did not create man because he was lonely, as we've said earlier, or because he needed to create something. He is and always has been complete and self-sufficient in and of himself. I am who I am. And then we get that again in John 8, where, where the Pharisees are all challenging Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus simply says, before Abraham was, I am. And then that's, <laughs> that's the mic drop for that statement, because they're all arguing over, you know, uh, being children of Abraham. <laughs> and Jesus says, well, I made Abraham. So <laughs> it's like... This is the this is the God we serve, who is and was and always will be. And so I get the privilege as I record this. I get a couple of days here. And I'll be um, on the twenty first of June. I get to travel to Wisconsin and get to guest preach at a church. And I'm going to be preaching on the sufficiency of Scripture and our understanding of truth. And so um, I'll be actually using that text from John eight. And I'm um, looking at Second uh, Timothy three sixteen through seventeen, and I'll probably actually get into a little bit of chapter four as I, uh, on that topic as well. Um, but the the really interesting thing that we can look at this text is there's so many facets, right? Before Abraham was, I am. Um, but it really starts to solidify that the to have a basis of morality. To have a basis of truth, it has to come from a higher source. Um, so let's put it in like layman's terms, right? If I have, I drive a Honda CRV, and I go to somebody and I say, "Look at my new Ferrari." Well, that is objectively a lie, because my truth is dismissed by a higher authority, and I'm not equating my car to being God. So let's understand that to begin with. But the higher authority in this case is the car manufacturer. There's something that is above me in terms of declaring what something is. My car is a Honda CRV. So I can't go around and pass it off as a Ferrari because there's a higher authority establishing that. So now let's put that in the idea of God. If God is declaring that life has an intrinsic value, 
then mankind cannot say that one life matters less or more than another life. All life matters. And I'm not getting into the political realm, but God has made the, the statement that we as his created beings are made in his image and we are wonderfully and, and beautifully created people. And so as a Christian, we should value all life, whether that life is in the womb or that life is out of the womb. All life from any age, from pregnancy, from conception to death. All life matters. The gospel knows no skin color. The gospel knows no race, no boundaries. Christ didn't say in Matthew 28 to go into the white nations and give them the gospel because I like my white people. God didn't say only go to America and preach the gospel because I like my Americans. God said, go into the world, make disciples, baptize them, teach them. And it aggravates me as a young pastor to see Christians, especially the church, reacting in this fashion where we hold a particular race of people on a higher platform than we do other races. All race of people are created equally. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't defend inequality or injust or you know or stand up for uh, injustice, because we must stand up and fight. When people are being beaten down, we must stand up and fight for when people are being discriminated against, but we cannot get into the problems of the world and try to combat the world's ideology because they do not have an objective morality. Their morality is subjective and it is their view that my race or this race is superior. Therefore, I will fight to combat it or I will fight to defend it. Christians should be saying, well, my morality comes from a God who is always created, has always existed, and therefore I can say that because he created life, that all life matters. That's my little rant for you. So as we wrap up here with a few more verses, I want to kind of lay it all out. We get into Psalm 90, verse 2, Before the mountains were brought forth, or even you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Malachi 3, 6, For I am the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, old children of Jacob, are not consumed. James 1, 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation of shadow due to change. A little bit of immutability there. Isaiah 46, we said verse 9 earlier, let's do verse 10 now. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. Mm. Man, that just, ah, that verse really gets me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
I love it. Revelation one seventeen. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. This is John writing. But he laid his right hand on me saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Now, that's the last piece of text I'm going to give you because, man, that, that nails it again. Simply we can say our God is always existing. We've looked at some scripture to push that through. We've looked at some concepts and some ideas to deliver that and say that our God is beyond creation. Our God exists beyond our feeble minds of even comprehending time and space and saying that we can understand it because all we can understand is the complexity that is presented to us in scripture. And the, that complexity is that God is self-existing, uncreated, and creator. So, as I hit the hour mark, I am very, very, very blessed to have done this series. I have one more episode I'm going to record, but... By myself, but I am very blessed to record this series. It, it means a lot to me to dig into some of these attributes because it helps me remember, you know, some of the things that really got me into Christianity, and that was understanding this God, understanding who my Creator was, and why am I serving Him? Why am I worshiping Him? Now, I've given you guys plenty of resources. Another good book would be Knowing God by J.I. Packer. So. Go grab that book, get uh, Michael Barrett's None Greater, get A.W. Pink, Attributes of God, and uh, you know I would even recommend the Tozer one as well, both of them. So that's the episode in a nutshell, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, um, if you don't already subscribe and uh, and follow the podcast on all major platforms, because that is how we get this word out. Um, I'm looking at various facets to grow this platform again um, since uh, I've taken over the sole hosting of this show. Uh, I'm looking at making it, you know, bigger. Uh, I'd love to get this to be, you know, um, a podcast that becomes... I don't want, I hate to use the word famous because that's stupid, but you know, because I don't need fame, I don't want fame. But what I want to do is get the word of God out there, and I want more people to hear this kind of content. And uh, so please subscribe on whatever platform if you have the ability on that platform to leave a review, such as iTunes, do it, please. It helps spread the word more. It helps us get um, more presence in terms of where we're ranked. So please do so. If you're interested in supporting this ministry um, and becoming a patron, any amount gets you access to all of the resources that I give to the patrons. You get early access by usually a week, um, well, five days, because I put them out on Mondays. to the podcast show so you get to listen to them on a Monday versus listening to it on Friday mornings. Um, I also am involved in Bible studies with those uh, individuals 
try to do it once or twice a month, um, but we're going through the Gospel of Mark as this show is being recorded. And we do special giveaways. I, I hook up my patrons with first choice in terms of like, you know, books and t-shirts and things like that. We're going to start to explore some more avenues and recognition for those individuals. Um, so if you're interested in, in helping this show grow, you know, either a one-time donation will get you access to all that and uh, material, or uh, if you look to be a monthly contributor to help fund the cost of this show, then please reach out to me. Um, the link is in my bio on Instagram. You can DM me, you can email me, uh, and I'll get you all the information. So again, it you can go as low as a dollar a month. Um, I don't have any tiers or anything. I just, for everybody who gives, I, I give back to all people equally. So I don't want to make, and, and there's some people who give more than a dollar and there's people who only give a dollar and all of you have blessed me with this, the ability to continue to produce content for you and continue to produce and uh, maintain, you know, a good platform for y'all to get in on. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to all that. If you pray for me, I appreciate that as well. Um, so just a prayerful consideration to think about helping support this ministry because none of this stuff, unfortunately is free. And in some cases it's not cheap, especially when you run two podcasts and, uh, you can ask Anthony and stuff gets expensive pretty quick when we host a web page, host two podcasts and uh, you start getting into, you know, equipment and sound recording and advertising, all that kind of stuff gets, gets expensive. So, um, you guys have been amazing at helping, you know, keep that cost pretty low for us. So that's where I'm at. Um, again, guys, thank you. So if you want to become a patron on Dying Light on Patreon, uh, you can email me on at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at reformed underscore lifestyle. And that's all I got, guys. I hope this episode was edifying. And if it was, please share it with a friend. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Instagram. Put it out on, you know, whatever platform. We're going to start doing as I record this episode again, June 19th. So this will air some t- uh, July 17th so almost a whole month between recording and airing but as I record this we're um, Anthony has been gracious enough to take um, sound clips from episodes and so you'll kind of catch a peek of it on Instagram um, the morning that I launch them and uh, so that has been a fantastic blessing he's he's really really good at that kind of stuff so um, so please share those with people Put those out on whatever social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you use primarily and help spread this word. And let's uh, let's get this ministry rolling because this is one way we can contribute to the kingdom of God. So that's it for y'all. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will see y'all later. God bless. Thank you so much.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.